Elijah's chariot of fire. Elijah sighed. He had to go on a journey and knew it would be his last. God is sending me to Bethel, he told his assistant, Elisha. Don't come with me. I won't need you this time. But Elisha sensed what lay behind his master's words. And he insisted on keeping Elijah company. When the two companions reached the far off town, Elisha found out that he wasn't the only one who knew what was about to happen. The prophets living at Bethel whispered to him worriedly, worriedly, do you know that the Lord is going to take Elijah from us? They gasped. Yes, I know. Elisha reassured them. Keep it to yourselves. And he hurried back to his master. Why don't you stay here, Elisha? The older prophet urged. The Lord has told me that I've got to go farther on to Jericho. You're not getting rid of me that easily, smiled the young man, striding out determinedly. They drew near to Jericho and saw the prophets of the city waiting for them. Once again, Elisha was beckoned aside. The Lord is going to. They began. Hush now, interrupted Elisha. I know. Now try to keep quiet. And he dashed back to his master. Honestly, Elisha, insisted the older prophet. I really think you should stay here. God now says that I've got to go all the way to the river Jordan. As long as the Lord's above and you're alive down here, I'll never leave you, said the faithful young man. And the companions went on down the road, followed by a group of about 50 prophets who hung back nervously. Elijah and Elisha reached the Jordan. Elijah took off his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the waters with it. The river parted, leaving a dry path. The two men crossed without even getting their feet wet. Elijah turned to Elisha and smiled sadly. You know that I'm going to be taken from you, he said. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? Or for me to do for you. Master, Elisha said, I need a double share of your spirit in order to do your job. Elijah shook his head. That's something I can't promise to give you, he replied. However, if God allows you to see me taken up to heaven, I'm sure he will give you what you ask. Elisha saw everything. It started as a glimmer in the sky that swirled and glowed until it became a flaming chariot drawn by horses of fire which landed between them. Elisha watched in awe as Elijah got in and raised one hand in farewell. Then the horses began to gallop in circles until everything was a blazing whirlwind. The chariot rushed upward and was gone. Elisha knew that he'd never see his master again and began to mourn. Then he noticed Elijah's cloak lying on the ground. 
rolling up the cloak, he cried aloud, Where is the God of Elijah? He struck the waters of the river Jordan, and once more the river parted to let him through. When the fifty prophets saw Elisha's, Elisha's miracle, they knew that the spirit of Elijah had come on him, and they bowed down before him. But they found it hard to accept that the great prophet was really gone. May we go and look for Elijah? They begged. Elisha was reluctant to let them go, but realized that they hadn't seen what he had seen. After three days of searching, the prophets returned. They knew in their hearts that Elijah was in heaven and wouldn't be coming back. About the story. This great vision was God's way of telling Elisha that he was called to a very special job, carrying on the work that Elijah had started. Elijah wasn't able to promise the double share of his power because only God can give that. But he believed God would answer Elijah's prayer. There was nothing magical about Elijah's cloak, but it is symbolic of the fact that Elisha is taking over Elijah's role.